<laughs> oh yeah, you. No, you do it. No, you do it. No, I forgot. Go ahead. What's happening, weirdos? Happy Valentine's Day. No, it's it's, uh, it's the Friday out. after Valentine's. Yeah, but, <laughs> but ha- you happy. Know, happy Valentine's week. Happy Valentine's week to everybody, to all the good people. <laughs> um, this is a We Made It Weird 74. This is Val and I, basically our excuse to have a date, and we record it, and it makes it more fun, and we hope you enjoy it. Thank you to everybody that came to Largo, by the way. Oh my God, how was good was that show? It was amazing. Um, three March 25th is the next one. And that last one was incredible. Rory Scovel, Megan Stalter, Mo Welch, Willie Watson played unbelievable music. So good. We laughed so hard. Mm-hmm. And old old Holmesy. Mm-hmm. Don't forget old Holmesy. So it was so fun. And if you'd like to come to the next one, it's on March 25th, Largo-LA.com. It's my only tour date here in LA if you're in the area. Would love to have you there. This one's super fun. If you guys like our podcast uh, and you want to show your support, one of the ways, the best and only way you can do that is by trying a Pete's Pick, which is obviously these are our ads, but we only do ads for things that we actually use and actually love. For example, I'm going to say for for example. For example. Like for real, for real. You've already heard us talk about this, but it's Magic Mind. We've got two empty containers right here on the desk. I have Magic Mind, first of all, right off the bat, is an elixir. It's the first, uh, I, I think they call it the first productivity drink. Ooh, it's not just uh, an energy. Sometimes I tell people, I'm like, it's not an energy drink. No. It gives you energy. Yeah. Uh, but it's not an energy drink. In fact, there's only like 35 uh, milligrams of caffeine in it from matcha. Yes. Uh, so it's a very even and steady productivity drink. What does that mean? It means it has lion's mane, mushrooms, uh, ashwagandha. These are adaptogenic things, compounds that help you have, I don't know how to describe it, the most even Mm -hmm. uh, stress-reducing clarity. It has nootropics in it that help you think. It has matcha in it that gives you that even, steady energy and it has uh, uh, adaptogens, which just sort of round the whole thing out. I do not like, you know, typical energy drinks. In fact, the main reason I drink Magic Mind was because I went off coffee. Mm-hmm. And even though I really enjoyed going off of coffee because it was giving me a lot of anxiety and a lot of tension in my body, mm-hmm. I was missing having some sort of secret weapon to help me, especially when I'm trying to be creative, especially when I'm trying to work, especially when I'm trying to do something like answering emails, anything that I need to be in a specific zone. Magic Mind is my once a day, I take it with my tea in the morning, elixir that is unbelievably a game changer. Like this yeah. is not, I'm not reading copy right now. I'm saying I've turned more people onto Magic Mind than anything in recent memory. It is a huge, huge, huge asset in my life when I need to work, when I need to focus, when I need to elevate my mood, and when I need my brain to be completely available to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, while keeping caffeine low and eliminating coffee, you don't need to eliminate coffee from your life, but if you want to drink less but feel absolutely no downside, Magic Mind is a great way over that hump. What do you got, Mama? Well, I'm just so sensitive to, to caffeine, and it m- more often than not like a cup of coffee will make me feel so jittery that I can't actually get anything done. That's right. It's like distracting. Yeah. And this is the opposite of that. It's like 
feels like you're just like lightly being lifted by butterflies yeah. and you're able to fully, fully focus. And I, I drank one right before this podcast. I, I always have one before the podcast. Yeah. It's and wonderful. I, and I do it before writing and it's, it works every time. It's worked every time where I, I feel kind of scattered. I'm not going to, I feel like I'm not motivated. I'm not going to be able to focus. And if I drink a magic mind, not only am I able to focus, but my mood elevates. It turns you around. Yeah. It's like a great way to like turn the train around. It's a great reset. You're you're having like a bad morning or you just can't get in the flow. That's what it is. It it helps you get into the flow state, especially the more you use it, the better and easier you'll find it is to get into a, a flow state. Like I said, it's light on caffeine. It's natural ingredients. Uh, it's just a little baby shot. I say it's like Witcher. Witcher drinks elixirs on that show and in that video game. It's a tiny little shot. You just drink it. I drink it in one little gulp in the morning. Boost mood, boost memory, increase focus, boost energy, nootropics, adaptogens, decrease stress, which is so huge. I, I, I'm not a huge matcha person, but I love that this has matcha in it because it gives you that caffeine, but in an even and steady way. It lasts about four or five hours, mm-hmm. uh, which I love. It's the perfect amount of time. Decrease inflammation. It's got heaps of antioxidants and it supports immunity because it has vitamin C and echinacea. So this is a natural and highly, highly, highly effective uh, productivity drink way more than energy it is about productivity for you to do more and stress less that's why magic mind is designed with balance in mind incorporating those adaptogenic herbs for safe and effective stress reduction calmness and a lifted mood uh it's made uh created by james bashara who is going to be a guest on the podcast because he is a very fascinating person uh and my new friend um, I reached out because I was a fan of Magic Mind first, and we hit it off like gangbusters. I'm excited for you to listen to that. They also donate a portion of the proceeds to mental health charities and services that assist impoverished and homeless communities within the United States. So it is a wonderful product, top to tails. I love it. Get it in your face. I've gotten the writer's room at How We Roll on it. So many of the other actors are on it. I've never given it to somebody and not had them come back to me and say, how do I get more of that? Mm-hmm. We just gave it to our friend. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jimmy Marvel. Jimmy. Well, you yeah. didn't have to give his full name. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be the next Jimmy Marvel, go to www.magicmind.co. Who has time for the com? Yeah. .co <laughs> slash weird and use my discount code at checkout weird to get a limited 20% off your first order. That's magicmind.co slash weird and use discount code weird at checkout. So excited to have them on board because we have been, as I said, ob- Loving it. obsessed, obsessed. We have a new Pete's pick, which I'm excited about, just in time for Valentine's Day. Ooh. Val and I gave this one a little test run while we were having a little grown-ups uh, getaway. It's called Joy Mode, guys. Activate Joy Mode. Remember the last time you were like at a gas station or a bodega in New York City and you saw those horribly branded erection pills? Oh, my God. <laughs> those are... I they're, blocked those from my mind. Yeah, they're, they're tempting, I know. But did you ever take a second to see what's actually in those products? They are 
awful for you. And the same goes with most of the products in the market that claim to help men in the bed. But who wants a four-hour erection, first of all? Nasty side effects, heart problems, and a possible trip to the hospital to get rid of that thing. (laughs) Joy Mode is here to save the day. Whether you're happy or unhappy with your performance in the bedroom, why not perform even better? Joy Mode Sexual Performance Booster is like a pre-workout but for sex. And wouldn't you rather take a supplement designed to spice things up naturally rather than a prescription drug that can have har- harmful side effects down the road. You'll you'll go to great lengths to biohack your way to better mental and physical performance, but what about the bedroom? My first question for this, these guys was, is it natural? Obviously, does it work? And is it natural? I'm happy to say Joy Mode is both. There's so many things out there for your ding-dong. <laughs> And so many, I mean, this is the only one that I found that I'm like, I can get with this. Mm -hmm. It's natural. It's science-backed sexual wellness products for men. Their sexual performance booster is like a pre-workout for sex. It is designed to support erection quality and firmness. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about that ding-dong and sex drive. It contains clinically supported doses of L-citrulline arginine. (laughs) Wow. No. (laughs) Yohimbean. 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 That sounds like an alias. Uh, yes, my name, Yo- Yohimbean. <laughs> what if you're like, and vitamin C? <laughs> okay, that's just vitamin C. Vitamin C. It was created with, here's the point, best-in-class scientists and biochemistry PhDs. After taking the sexual performance booster, blood levels and of, of the things that I just mentioned <laughs> increase and will directly promote nitric, nitric oxide production, penile tissue relaxation, and increased drive. Uh, what I'm saying is this gets your ding-dong in the ding-dong zone. Uh, it is wonderful, and the effects uh, enhance sex drive and blood flow to the ding-dong, resulting to the penis. Stop being a child. Yes. It increases blood flow to the penis, resulting in better performance. And I stand by it. I think it was wonderful. I think it is wonderful and a wonderful natural little ally in, in, in the sex zone. Joy Mode was created because the products on the market were terrible, and they are terrible, and they knew they could do better. Prescriptions come with all sorts of side effects, and the -the over-the-counter gas station pills are sketchy and fraudulent, but lots of guys take both because they don't know there's a better option, but here is the better option. You simply tear open the packet and mix with six to eight ounces of water, just like your favorite electrolyte packet. For best use, consume anywhere between 45 minutes to four hours prior to sexual activity. You'll notice better blood flow, better erection quality and firmness, and increased sexual energy and drive. So, want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance? And do it naturally without nasty prescription drugs. We have a special offer for the weirdos. For listeners of You Made It Weird, go to usejoymode.com slash weird or enter weird at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's usejoymode.com slash weird for 20% off your first order. And thank you to Joy Mode for a lovely weekend (laughs) and for... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and for sponsoring our show. And last but not least, I'm I'm wearing them currently because I am always wearing them is the perfect jean. I am, you need a place to put that ding dong. Oh, um, it's true. <laughs> you need a place to put that ding dong and you don't want it cramped by horrible non-stretch denim. The perfect jean is the softest, most comfortable pant I own and they are the best looking pant I own. For sure. Pant. Pant. 
They are jeans. I have them in gray. I have them in dark blue. I have them in sort of dark blue. That is for real. And I've already bought multiple pairs because I only ever want to wear this. I don't know why we're going around in hard pants that, that tear into your man zone. These are the best, most comfortable pants I've ever owned. I for real haven't taken off a pair of them since they arrived. I would sleep in them. And to be honest, I have. They're made from premium stretch fabric, 2% spandex, 2.5% rayon for extra comfort and movement that your man parts require. This jean stretches so your nuts ain't crushed, thereby providing the only true home for your bone. They are super soft and, by the way, incredibly well-made and stylish. They look like tailored for your body. They, they, they hold where they need to hold and they give where they need to give. But no one is going to know that you're wearing. It's your comfortable, stretchy little secret. And best of all, they're not khakis. Fuck your khakis, spare your nuts. The perfect gene for the perfectly imperfect man. Just 60 bucks when you use code WEIRDO at checkout and you'll be showing your support of the show. So liberate your lower limbs with the one and only perfect gene, whether you're working with lemons or lentils, a three-leaf clover or a big old honkin' eggplant. The perfect gene, I add honkin'. The perfect gene has you covered. Take a peek at www.theperfectgene.nyc. That's theperfectgene.nyc. Code WEIRDO for 25% off at checkout and show your support of this show. All right, everybody. Enjoy We Made It Weird number 74. Valerie? Get into it. Who likes the birdies? Me. I do like them. Who likes the birdies? (laughs) Me. I like the birds. Can you guys hear the birds? Let's be quiet just for... Not a lot of people tuning into podcasts for quiet, but here's some quiet. It's like the birds. No birds. Those it's like the birds heard us and were like, oh, he wants quiet. They were like, shh, with their little feather, <laughs> their wing. With their feather arm? Their feather arm. With their little feather arm? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You speaking... were going to say feather arm. That's my band. Speaking of... Snookin'? Speaking of, <laughs> of birds. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, lovebirds. <laughs> <gasps> Who's 69ing? <laughs> Who's listening to this while they're mid-69? Oh, my gosh. Would we... Is Garblin. Who's Garblin down there? Garblin is terrible. Who's Garblin? Who's doing kind of like a Elmer Fudd, like, jiggly-cheeked... Not Elmer Fudd. The guy that goes, going down. You know, droopy dog. Going down is a really funny thing to say right before you're about to go down on somebody. Somebody somewhere does droopy D-dog and goes, going down as he's going... Which BT dubs? Remember the song Love in an Elevator? Of course you do. You're listening to 1031 The <laughs> Wave. In the elevator. <laughs> oh, it's called Love in the Elevator. You're listening to 1031 Love in an Elevator. And you know, we don't play it enough for a station called Love in an Elevator, but here's Love in an Elevator. Will you give us a sample of it? Because I don't actually know what you're talking about. Aerosmith? I've heard of them. <sighs> Um, remember when we were at the Ramdas retreat and Steven Tyler was there? Yeah, and he looks insane IRL. J- not because he, not because he <laughs> Wow. Let me wow, I didn't realize we just moved this podcast to the Dish <laughs> the Dish network. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is this show on the Dish network? That's what I should have said. Um, no, it's not that he looks like an insane person. Well, he looks like someone, yep. He doesn't seem like he belongs in the real world. Like, he belongs on a stage, he belongs on a TV, he doesn't, 
Yeah. He's just too... when you you don't want to see Steven Tyler at a at a eye hop. Yeah, and you never would. What's that? You never. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of IHOP menu items that sounded like Aerosmith songs. Take me to the other fried. Again. It's not bad. Uh, young love, better keep your daughters inside. We were just talking about this. Are are is there going to be like we play woke futures? Like some mm. people like uh, move money around based on like you know oil futures, the price of home heating oil, the price of gold. I'm trying to sound smart. Gold. <laughs> you know the, the price of precious metals. <laughs> I like to uh, play the woke futures and say, will there be a time cuz you and I were listening to a great album, Tom Petty's Wildflowers, couple songs in there yeah, that you're sort of like yeah. We always skip Honeybee and you actually did that before. I you, skip Honeybee. Like, you were like this is too. Honeybee is is uh is is just a creepy ass song, yeah. which is hard because now it's not hard. It's confusing because uh, it rips ass like it's a yeah. slapper. Yeah. And then you listen to the words and you're like, why are you of all the things you could write the from the perspective of why creepy uncle? Is that what it is? Like <laughs> creepy uncle? That's oh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about what it's about. And Tom Betty was like, hey, guys, I got a new one. Don't say a word. Like, ugh, yeah. nobody. Yeah, I know nobody. But that's that was like what they were all doing at that time. You mean the heartbreakers? No, yeah. <laughs> Each one of those heartbreakers were. Well, there was a time that like that sort of like, what is that? Devil may care wickedness. Well, yeah. was sort of rock and rolly. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like rape culture before we knew that what it was was just kind of like... Okay, what if I hated this? Okay, <laughs> here we go. It wouldn't be Valentine's Day without mentioning rape culture. Oh, God. So rough. Um, but that is that is confusing, uh, you know, or it used to be very confusing to me, RC Cola. Well, you want to talk about confusing that? That's what I say instead of rape culture because <laughs> RC, cola. RC cola. We live in an RC cola, guys. I used to love RC cola. But I used not to want culture. to like RC cola. I'd get it, and I'm like, what if it's like an amazing cola? And you drink it, and you're like, it's like Coke knocked three notches to the left. You know that I couldn't really tell the difference between Coke, Pepsi, and RC until I was. 25. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're in that sweet spot. Let's move away from Tom Petty and RC Cola and into just literal RC Cola. You know, I can't also, tell the difference between Mellow Yellow and Mountain Dew. So sue me. I'm just kidding. I totally can. Also, RC Cola was special because that was what my brother and I would drink when we would spend the summers in Texas with my grandparents. Thanks for not saying Tejas. And future thanks oh, for never, never saying Tarjay. Oh my god! It's over, guys. We don't say Tarjay anymore, unless it's like got to be absurd. Your shirt has to be covered in blood. You know what I mean? Like, like something crazy has to have just happened. There has to be like a crash. To say Tarjay, that's the only time I'll say that it's still funny. Like it has to be an (laughs) an extreme. Because it would be such a weird choice to be like. That's what I mean. Stabbed me in Tarjay. Well, I that's I like that. I was thinking I crash in this. I'm not me. I'm a guy. I look like maybe my name is Dan. 
I'm wearing a white V-neck undershirt. I crash my pickup truck like a uh, is a Bronco pickup truck. I the uh, yeah, that's I what OJ know. drove. Yeah, I drive I drive my OJ into a tree. <laughs> Everyone sees, and I get out, and I'm I'm bloody with my own blood, uh-huh. and it's awkward <laughs> with my own blood. You made me bleed my own. <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood, <laughs> and I get out and I bled my own blood. And every and I'm 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 delirious. I'm delirious. And there's a crowd, and it's nighttime, and they're all watching me. Also, they came for delirious. They the, came for delirious. Isn't delirious a band? Delirious is the name of Eddie Murphy's comedy special. Is that what no, you mean? No, I think there's a band named Delirious. Anyway, I was trying anyway, to make the situation even more absurd. I loved it, and I, I could have yes-anded it, but I didn't know. The lights went off on me on that one. I wanted. I looked around the room for a riff. It's in, like, the riff pantry. <laughs> okay, don't start a whole other one. I'm in the riff pantry. There's the Triscuits. There's, <laughs> oh like, God. oh, my God, they have honeycomb? Who buys honeycomb? Too much to keep track of. I know. It's always my favorite is at the beginning when there's just infinite possibilities. But anyway, I'm covered in my own blood. There's a group of people and they look at me like a 90s, like that's got to hurt moment. Mm -hmm. And I come out and I go, I'm okay. I'm all right. I need some bandages. I'm going to run to Target real quick. That is okay. (laughs) But it needs to be like an insane situation for Target. You can't just be in your house, grab your keys and go like, I'm going to run to Target. That, That I'm deeming over. Yeah. That's over. It's gone for now. Like Delirious the is a band, and it's a vi- oh, it's a Christian band. Delirious? That's why we don't know it. They they did this song, and you know it. You have to know it. I know you know it. I don't. Well, they're covering this. Yes, they're covering that. Isn't that crazy? Oh we- wait, that's Hill's song. Delirious with the question mark. Delirious? I'm sorry, am I delirious? With Jesus right now? Am I delirious for delirious? Jesus? <laughs> Do you think they can hear that siren? Yeah, but that's okay. Okay. That's the guy. That's the Target guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, it's Valentine's Day. I saw in our calendar... Yep. that uh, it, it, it said no Deep Thoughts weekend. And we didn't mm-hmm. do it. But I thought maybe we could just have a silly billy. Uh, this is coming out the Friday after Valentine's Day week. Um, but I thought maybe we could just kind of like talk about like fucking Fritos and like <laughs> like <laughs> Warhead candy. Oh my God, I love wow, you did? Warhead candy. Yes. That was like, like if you loved Warhead candy, that's like a... It's a gateway thing to like more extreme, like um, liquor, yeah. and then it's like cocaine. It's like sure. so close. Yes. Well, let me just put it this way: I that was like one of the my first sort of identity things was when I was like ten to twelve. I'm with you that I, you could withstand Warhead. Yeah, I thought that I was like maybe. I am going like, to close the door. That siren seems to be gaining on us. I can do it like this. Um. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I thought, like, maybe I'm, like, kind of an uh, extreme girl, you know? Like, because yes. I had a brother, and this I is... like to, like, wrestle, and I was like, maybe I'm just, like, that's one of my things, is I'm, like, tough. So I used to truly, like, pride myself in being a daredevil. Like, I'll say yes to anything. Do you mean a pride of lions? Oh, you mean the, the feeling pride? <laughs> Oh, God. Why? <laughs> Pardon. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. This is our Valentine's Day. 
Can we get a little romance, please? I'm just kidding. We went on a hot date last night. We sure did. And by that, I mean we had a meal. And you know what I love about it, too? Neither one of us ever even considered, like, this is for Valentine's Day, this date. True that, true that. We're just going to do it. So I'm, I'm very interested um, in what you're saying. You, you, you thought your identity was, I'm a rough and tumble. Yeah. What Amy Schumer would say, the base of a pyramid in cheerleading. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's really one of her jokes. It's great. It's really great. And you were like, I, I can handle Warhead candy. Yeah. So, well, I used to, like, go skiing and I would do jumps and, like. Really? Yeah. I was, like, I was extreme for a little while. And then, uh, and like Warhead, I remember all of my Warhead girlfriends were just kind of like, ooh, oh, like they, if they didn't like it, I was, that was like, I'm going to step in here <laughs> and be like, mm, I can take it. And I loved being like, I like, I actually like the taste of it. <laughs> of course, you're, you've opened up a whole can of sour worm gummy worms. <laughs> like Which summer. I also still do enjoy. I do like a sour candy, and you know that about me. Well, let's not... Hold on a second. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I'm always the one that's derailing. Um, but <laughs> can you just fucking... I just yes ended your derail. No, I know. It's like when we were having dinner with our friend Scott, and our Leela and his daughter... We're being so cute, and he he just slammed the table. He like fake slammed it and went enough, <laughs> and it was so funny. Enough, like losing your temper because two children are being adorable is one of the funniest things. I didn't know I needed to see. I want to talk about, if I may, what you just made me think about is like just posturing. I guess you could call it machismo. But just like endurance things, things because I'm so with you. Warhead, I'm sure, figured out that they were like kids are craving identity, right? Mm. And it's like this isn't just a thing. It's like a thing. You, It's like a rite of passage. Yeah. Why do you want this like suffering? And that's one thing. That, that's Because it's way worse than your soured patch kids. Oh. It's, it's completely it's different. It's not a pleasure in, candy. I don't think anything... In nature is remotely as sour. No, as you'd have to open up a, a, a D battery and eat out that gray, no, the black, like, what is that? Charcoal? What's oh, in there? Yeah, what is that? What is that? Why do we what all know I, what it smells like? Wait, once, I don't know if that, this is what you're talking about. One time in like a, uh, I think it was like an auto shop or something, I touched, there was like a goop coming out of like a car battery. Like Gwyneth Paltrow goop or yeah. like gross goop? Dude, this was the original goop in like the 90s. Like ni- <laughs> disgusting 90s goop. Okay. Yeah. Not delicious like white Maybe linen it was sheets. acid. I don't know. But I, re- I touched it as a kid and it instantly like burned my flesh. Yeah. Whatever's in a battery, you don't want you it. It's like fiber. It. I, I have kid trauma for fiberglass. Yeah, me too. Because if you touch fiberglass, well, it looks like cotton fucking candy. I know. Well, it looks just like fucking cotton goddamn fucking candy <laughs> the other day Lila was and it rolling. makes you itch like a son of a snatch you're re- you're really dirty in the the beginning of the podcast son of a snatch we're all sons and daughters of a snatch guys okay. <laughs> <laughs> who's garbling <laughs> who's out there garbling <laughs> Who's mid-garble? I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> kind of like a panini press of your lover on top of you. Oh, God. You want that press in the panini press? That's so funny. 
You're like, do you want to have some oral? And someone goes, do you want that in the panini press? And that's how they say, do you want a 16.9? Oh, my God. You want a panini press? Okay, go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, Oh, but the other day, Leela was, like, having so much fun rolling around the grass with her friend for, like, hours And then she needed to go potty, so I took her into the bathroom. And she, like, went from being, like, so happy to, like, ah, my legs are itching. They're burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, like, It's one of the worst things. I know this Micro itch. Micro pain itch. Yeah. MPIs. Yeah. That's what, it's one of the worst things that we all experience at the beginning. And it's the answer to why aren't grown-ups acting frolicking? Like, why does frolicking after the age of 10 drop so dramatically? It's because of MPIs, micro <laughs> painful itches. You're like, why aren't grownups going and playing and acting a fool with a flashlight in the attic? Fiberglass, micro painful itches. Why aren't they rolling down that hill right now? Because is there anything worse than a microscopic my, like it's you can't even see it. It's like a, a hair yeah. on a peach, but it's sharp yeah. and it's in you, and you can't get it out until you hot hot shower. I think hot that's, hot shower. That's what I did. I did hot. I put her in the shower instantly. Hot hot I, shower. Yeah, and I sh- <laughs> hot hot showered her, and then she and we were at somebody else's house. And then she grabbed the shower head because it was removed. To, Attachable, and she sprayed me right in my pants where it looked like I had severely wet myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's go to dinner. OMG. Have you ever wet yourself, number one? Mm, um, Because uh, you can wet yourself, number two, and that's... <laughs> I've never wet myself, number two, for sure. I've never even close to doing like that. Like, there's pooping your pants, and, and then there's Rhea-ing your pants. It's insane to me how many, and it is, I don't know if it's more men than women or men are the only ones that are willing to admit to it, but I would admit to it. And I've never even close to had that happen, even when I was like, had food poisoning. Yeah. So I can't imagine that when people say that that happens to them. Um, but not to shame you if it does, whatever. Someone's pooping their drawers right now, man. <laughs> While they're 69. <laughs> While they're 69 and, okay. I mean, you just oh boy. You me straight into the, the gut with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Um, no, I, I think I peed my pants. Well, yes. Oh, now that I'm thinking about it, of course. I am kind of famous for peeing my pants because I'm, I've laughed so hard. That's not, I mean, isn't it funny that we forgive it? Meaning the shame goes down if it's from laughing. Yeah. The shame goes up if it's from tickling. Because this all goes back to like my thing about like, we don't want to be the thing that things happen to. Yeah. We want to be the things that happen to other people. Like I'm watching Reacher. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not proud. I'm not not proud of it, but it's not like a show I'm running out to tell people I'm seeing. (laughs) Like, it's not like, like. That's. Like cool viewing what? No, never mind. Tell me. No, I can't. What? Nope. Okay. It's a show that I that I'm not proud of that I am watching, but we like know people who are in it, so I can't say it. Well, I felt like you could have said it until you said the other part. Well, what if the people listen to this? You're no, I'm with you because now we can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, Jack Reacher uh, is a hobo who has no money. Uh, and nowhere to live, but he always has a perfect haircut. Mm-hmm. He's also, he has like a $600 haircut. <laughs> you know, you, when you see a haircut and you're like, God damn it. Like someone fucking studied this motherfucker's face. Yeah. And was, was like, 
I know exactly how to cut your hair and you'll always look amazing. I want to see this. It's like a six or seven hundred dollar (laughs) haircut on the street. Like you've heard of supercuts. This is fucking crazy supercut. (laughs) This is like super duper. It's a super duper cut. But my point is because he's a hobo. Who cut, who's cutting your hair, Jack? But there's so many things you have to look past to get to. And also, he's in unbelievable shape, mm-hmm. this Jack Reacher fella. <laughs> I don't mean Tom Cruise. It's a TV show on Amazon. Anyway, he's he's unbelievably ripped. Like, he actually looks cut. Mm. You know how people are like, I'm going to get cut. Yeah. Like, he takes his shirt off and you're kind of like, oh, no, get this man to Target. <laughs> like, he needs, he needs tending because he's been split. Perfectly down the middle, right between his pet. Oh, that's just how he is. Wow. Yeah, no, he's he's a super babe. You're really selling Jack Reacher right now. Well, I'm. You're about to like it less, I bet, mm. because I'm realizing I just have to own it. It, it. it could be for a lot of people, but it's definitely for people who enjoy. It's like he's he's okay. So I didn't finish. He's a hobo, but he has a six hundred dollar haircut and always looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no mention except once he mentions himself that he's getting stinky. Like, you're like, if you don't have anywhere to live and you always wear the same clothes, we all know what you smell like. It's that sort of like sickly kind of pee smell. You smell bad. Yeah. Like, you start to have BO so bad, it's like, did you just pee out of your armpit? <laughs> We all know that. And so he's walking around and nobody, every scene in Jack Reacher should start with like, Jesus, (laughs) what the fuck? And he's like, sorry, I I, I walk from town to town. And he only changes when he like gets bloody and then he goes, it's, but here's the point. It's talking about if you get tickled and you pee your pants, that's more shame. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jack Reacher is the opposite of being tickled and peeing your pants. He's like Sherlock Holmes, where he always knows everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. He's like, I noticed he had a hairband in. People, they buy hairbands that way. And, he, and he'll go on a tear. Like, just straight Sherlock Holmes. Uh-huh. And he'll be like, and that's how I know you're left-handed, but you're from Iowa and your dad's from Louisville. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they're always like, how do you know that? So it's so embarrassing that it, it's actually not embarrassing. But I feel like maybe people might feel embarrassed. What I'm saying is, it's so what my animal human body wants. Yes. In the way that I'm always saying silverback gorillas will look at photographs of, like, amazing silverback gorillas. Like, if you give them photographs of other alphas, gorillas will look at them. You don't remember me saying this? No. It's one of my favorite points. I don't know if it was silverbacks, but it was gorillas. Mm -hmm. So primates. And they gave them photographs of alphas, like gorgeous, like 10 out of 10, <laughs> muscly, red. You know, you're picturing it, right? That candy red ass and the big muscles. And they showed these photographs to a bunch of, uh, I just keep changing it, to chimps. <laughs> and they would spend hours looking at it. That's us with Us Weekly. Like, we want to see Brad Pitt. We want to see T. Cruz. And it's me with this guy who looks like he's made out of wood. And then he goes around and he always knows everything. Mm-hmm. And he always wins. Yeah. Like, no, at no point are you like, is he going to lose? You're just like, it's just a guy. Oh, and that's the other thing. He only eats junk food. So Lee Child, who made Jack Reacher, was like, okay, I think he might be a genius. He's like, what do men want? And this is where the embarrassment comes in because it works. Okay, imagine if you were in such good shape 
That's the other thing that Jack Reacher should always be saying. Every scene should start with, I just got back from seven hours at the gym. Let's dive back into this murder case. Mm-hmm. Like, that's every, he should only be working out. But what if you never worked out and all you did was eat, like, Clark bars and, and fried oyster sandwiches? Mm-hmm. And you walked and you don't smell. And you have nowhere, you have no idea nowhere to lay your head, but you have a $600 haircut. Uh, that, and, and I'm watching it and I'm loving it. So anyway, my point is, if you get I can't tickled wait before, yeah, yeah. I can't you can't wait. wait. You have no guess this on what my point is. Entire time, I'm like, how is this related to tickling and peeing your pants? Because Jack Reacher fucks. Jack Reacher doesn't get fucked. That's that's how our our language. So you're getting uh, fucked if someone tickles you and you pee your pants. Uh, You've lost your agency on two levels. Uh, no one is tickling Jack Reacher. No one is tickling Jason Bourne. These are the mythic heroes of a culture, uh, meaning specifically North American Western culture, that is like death before peeing myself while you tickle me. Like death before the world happens to me. In fact, I the world so doesn't happen to me that I don't have an address. And I win every time. And like, this is the other embarrassing thing about Jack Reacher. The cops are always needing his help. He's not a cop. And they're just like, can you help us, Reacher? <laughs> He's like, yes, I can. He's always murdering people with no consequences. This is the fantasy. And I'm actually... Like, I had this thought. I was like, if I got an offender bender with somebody, I would hope that the other, if it's, a, if it's a guy, and it's like kind of like a tense situation, I'm like, I hope he's not watching Jack Reacher. Because those shows just go like, go around, don't take no shit. Yeah. And you're the king, and don't take no shit. And I'm yeah. like, wow. Nice. It's not, it's not, it's a type of wonderful non-sexual pornography for me. <laughs> well, sure. And for somebody like you who has a nice balance of masculine and feminine energy, I feel like it's like, sure, cool. You can like play in the fun of That's exactly energy. what it is, yeah. But I don't, it doesn't sound great in a society that already has a toxic masculinity problem to, to like I hear you feeding that beast also he does do what's right you know he it's always like he murdered somebody but it was like someone who was hurting children or you know yeah. he's it but that is also even that lack of ambiguity is a type of power mm-hmm. that we sort of delude ourselves thinking that we as a country or we as a whatever a city have that clairvoyance yeah there were like I killed those people, but they were hurting other weak, vulnerable people. Yeah. And it's like we want – that's even part of our fantasy. Mm-hmm. So we get we get all of the fun of being essentially a sociopath, yep. murdering people. But for good. But for good. Yes. And that exactly. is not – it's like I love it. And I'm like, there couldn't be anything less true than this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of why it's nice that he's like eating hamburgers. It's kind of like, yeah, don't forget, dipshit. This is completely fake. fake. Yeah. No, exactly. Nobody's asking a hobo to help with a murder case. But this is Knight Rider. This is MacGyver. This is Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. We love know-it-all. We've always loved hyper smart, you-can't-fool-me-outsiders that uh, act without consequence and are never wrong. Yeah. And, and that's my endorsement of Jack Reacher. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, too, going back to the, like, you're fucking... Yeah, you're either... Fuck. Yeah. It's like the that whole mythology of masculinity and the male is, like... Uh, like, like, let's use tickling. Like, you wouldn't dream of tickling this guy. He's, like, way too masculine and intense and, like, he's... 
he's going out there and tickling the world. <laughs> he is tickling the um, world. But what's funny about that is like that should be the, the the armed forces slogan. It's like we tickle you, bitch. Yeah, we're the ticklers. It's on the, on the it's tick- on the seal on the floor of the Oval Office. <laughs> yeah. We do the tickling around here, world. <laughs> Ain't nobody tickling an eagle. There's a lot of birds that look like they could withstand a tickle. Not an eagle. Not an eagle. But, Keep your But safe. that's that's that, yeah, that's it. Because it's being tickled it does require or getting fucked does require vulnerability and like that's what those men are most afraid of like it's such a funny thing to be like yeah you're so strong except for if you have to share your feelings you're (laughs) so right open up or let somebody see you in any way i wonder if there's a way and i think we're 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 three sniffs away from the cookies being ready you know what i'm saying (laughs) 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 what i'm saying is you and i because I love this stuff. Like, there's there's a lot of woo-woo and a lot of embody, whatever, all that stuff that I like. And I because I have so much time as a dad and so much time as a attentive lover. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! God. Oh my I, God. I didn't even mean that. I just mean, like... <laughs> I'm because you, you I'm I have a lot of feminine energy and you have lots and lots of feminine energy. <laughs> okay, You're like 982. I'm like 6040. <laughs> yeah. Um I I live in a very like dad world so then you you go to those shows. Here's here's where the cookies are going to be done though. <laughs> what if there was and this isn't even just like a silly bit to do on a podcast. I mean like for real. <laughs> could we make cuz just to reiterate how great I think this point is. Kung Fu, uh, there, any, there's just a billion examples. Kung Fu, like I said, Knight Rider. We even watched a little Baywatch. We just love uh, idiot men that like know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I want to make a show about a solo person like your Matt Damon, like your James Bond, and like your Jack Reacher, who, sidebar here, on Jack Reacher, she asks him to dance. What do you think he says? No. But specifically, how does he say no? I don't dance. Yes. Yeah. Valerie, <laughs> now the the oil is bubbling and we're ready to drop in the fries, man. So we're going to have cookies and french fries? Yes, salty sweet. We're going to go <laughs> round and round the wheel of suffering through food. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little bit what we're doing with our lives. Oh, my Jesus, <laughs> if ever. So anyway, I'm wondering, he says, I don't dance. And the number of times I've seen Tom Cruise say, I don't dance in movies or, you know, there's just a lot of, I don't dance. Mm -hmm. Why? Because when you're dancing, you are kind of getting tickled or you're kind of being fucked. You have to be responding to someone else's body pushing you, moving you. Yeah. Even if you're leading. Or even just opening up to music. That's it. It's not your partner. Yeah. Valerie, you just took the cookies out of the oven. My God, I didn't know there were M&Ms in them. I thought these were chocolate chip. These are like yellow and blue. These are great. We have to let them cool, though. No, we don't. (laughs) 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 Piping hot cookie mouth. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) The scene's not done. There's just a bass guy in the background. Oh, no, as it's dissolving to the next scene, you hear me going, (gasps) hot, hot. And it widens and the guy is, the bass guy is actually right behind you. (laughs) But you have done it. We've gone from more heads to tickling and now to why Jack Reacher doesn't dance. (laughs) 
is because he has to be tickled, mm-hmm. manipulated by the music. Yeah. People that listen to this podcast all the time will also notice that it's usually men that heckle at comedy shows and it's usually women that have the best time yeah. is because you have to uh, uh, give over control of your uh, sort of a borderline orgasmic sound, your laughter mm-hmm. to someone else, to an alpha. Mm-hmm. And that's specifically true when men clam up when a woman is on stage because they don't want to give that authority but they're very comfortable giving it to a man yeah. because he's the president. He's a cop. He's the doctor. Yeah. Of course, there are presidents and, and cops and doctors that are women. I'm just saying traditionally, we're back into the R.C. Cola sort of thing. But this yeah. is – so here are the cookies. I really want to – I would love to write a show about a hulking, amazing guy uh, like these super kind of hero types that goes around and solves things. But I, here's a couple things, and I'd love to hear what you think. I'd like him to be wrong every once in a while mm-hmm. and uh, deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just once for once be like, like one of the ones on Jack Reacher's, he's like, you clearly quit smoking because you had like, you were wobbling your leg under the table. Mm-hmm. Like, can 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 he still be awesome and have the guy be like, you're right about eight of eight of those ten things, but I didn't quit smoking. I just had too much coffee on an empty stomach. Like, why is that? Yeah. It's got to be all or nothing. Yep. Two, I'd like him to dance. Uh, and what else? What else? How? And he I has would, to have feelings. Yeah, I would like to see him in a marriage where, like, you know, after he's like, so he's married. It's ruined. <sighs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but he's, okay, he, maybe he's not married, but he... Okay, okay, forget it. He's not married, but he like has the love interest or whatever, and they finally do it. And with sex, with sex, uh-huh. and you like think after like he, like everybody's just gonna be like, well, he's just done all these like sexy Jason Bourne things. Like you know that guy knows how to fuck, but she is so uh, wise and you know like schooled in feminine energy that she's like uh where were you like you weren't present with me at all i didn't enjoy that at all that (laughs) is our that is the key moment in our pilot now i'm realizing valerie that it's a comedy and i'm sorry but it's just become a comedy because it's so funny that this guy is everything that that we as primates want to look at. He's yeah. gorgeous. He's always right. He gets his job done. Is there anything sadder now that I've kind of pulled the curtain back that Lee Child is like, we well, walks from town to town and the cops ask him for help. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> so obvious. It's little boys in a race car bed. It is little boys in a race car bed. And I love being, I love the room room while I see, see, see. Okay, so he has sex with a woman, and she's like, where were you? I didn't enjoy that at all. Yeah. Uh, that's I like that very much. And, like, so then he has to, through this relationship, start to try to, like, be vulnerable. Well, I think what we're talking about is a balanced, real person, mm-hmm. which you almost never... Not it's not only that you don't see it, it's that we don't want to see it. And and as I'm saying this, that's why I was like, isn't it interesting that it just veered into comedy? If he has any flaws, no one would like it, question mark? Yeah. I mean, also we like we do work with like mythol mythological archetypes. You know, like we simplify people because it's more about the mythology of like the hero and the villain because we're trying to understand life and death and light and dark, you know? So there is some, something to that, but 
I mean, that's why I love. Uh, I do. I do love a, like a nuanced character. Yeah, but uh, if he's gonna be <laughs> good for our cookie, for our vulnerable Jack Reacher, all we have so far for the pilot is that he has unsatisfying sex. Yeah, that might be too big of a swing. It, it might need to be something small. Oh, I think that's great. Oh, okay, great. I really think that's it's because it wasn't that he was bad at like the mechanics of sex. No, yeah. but if somebody in a James Bond movie, mm-hmm. like they're rolling over, they're always on some outdoor bed. Yeah. In, in like Belize. Oh, yeah. If she was just she, like... He's like biting her. Where were you? Like you, you didn't check in with me Which or is, whatever. That's what I love. I love the idea of like doing a James Bond love scene that is like that. Like the biting of the shoulder and the like, you know, all of that. And then she like stops it or something and she's like, what are you doing? I think that's... I think what we're hitting on is that that's just too nuanced. And and frankly, Jack, Jack Reacher is my treadmill show and i'm not really looking for nuance or whatever yeah. well i mean yes i i be know a i have buzz a, a version of that like i have shows like that that are not um you know that are you, even like down well downtown abbey people are pretty nuanced but yeah i know i, I thought i was going to guess downtown because I'm, i've never seen it well sex in the city although they're kind of nuanced too <laughs> but that's the first word i think of when i think of <laughs> carrie and the girls is Nuance. Well, I'm just kidding. Most, I don't know. I don't Carrie's know. Carrie's the most nuanced. I'm, I'm, that was unfair. Just because the the show is kind of like silly, right? Yeah. I am assuming it's not, but I, I haven't seen enough of it to know. Yeah. Okay. Here's going back to what we were saying about warheads and endurance things. I really think so much. Of, sometimes I catch myself with psychedelics. Like I'll say, like I did five meo. It's the strongest psychedelic. You know, like I want to do that. Like Trump. It's the strongest psychedelic. <laughs> it is unbelievable. It's the- you go into the oneness. You completely have an ego death. I forgot that I was Donald the Donald. <laughs> By the way, we were watching an episode of Baywatch. Baywatch because we're watching Pam and Tommy. How on earth are you going to look this up? Oh, you took the video. I took a video of it. Of it. Yeah. Guys, this, so I almost jumped back on the grammars just to gram this. But then I was like, I don't know, a gram post with the word Trump. And I don't I, like I just don't even want to remind. Mm-hmm. But this is just now that it's just us girls. Uh, we were watching the pilot. Of Baywatch. Couple things on the pilot of Baywatch. One, it's not so bad, it's good. It's just bad. It's so bad. It's it's so boring. I was like, it's so stupid. The reason why I let it go as long as it did was because I was dozing. And usually when I'm dozing, I'm like, oh, I don't want to miss this. And I was like, this is fine. This is great. There's also like, there's like a guy who looks like Dana Carvey. Who's, who was supposed to be like a sex symbol? That's what was so confusing. Is oh. I liked him because he was he was funny. He was like a talented guy. If this guy listens to this podcast, here's your shout out. I thought the guy that plays the lawyer, who's also the lifeguard, was very funny. But <laughs> That's I, right. There's a lawyer who, like, in his spare time, is yeah, a lifeguard. He called in and was like, "I'm not coming in the office because I gotta I gotta be on the beach today." <laughs> the and I was like, "Times are gonna be crazy." But the show's not even about him. The pilot introduces like 75 other characters. <laughs> Including a bad boy Australian that's like, I know you're king shit over here, Hasselhoff, but I'm the rule of my beach. And after he gives his, like, I'm the tough guy at this beach, he jumps off of the tower, the, like, lifeguard tower, and then he starts walking towards the beach, and you're like, okay, this scene's probably over. He he does a fucking flip. He does a mid-walk Full He's, flip. Like, I, I bet they're watching me. I'm going to do a flip. Oh, my God. I he did a fucking, a flip. fucking flip. Also, I, and I'm not, like, 
complaining about this. Well, obviously, whatever. Let's not overcomplicate the the complications of Baywatch. But it's mostly men. The pilot. Oh, the beginning you where said they're it. like running towards it's you know, all dudes. All that, it was it's there was hairy one chest fest. Woman. It's a hairy chest fest. <laughs> and they're not. They don't hold up. Like they haven't figured out. You said this. You go. Oh my god. This is before they figured out why people watch Baywatch. They thought this was going to be a real like, show about Hasselhoff life. was like, this is my show. This is my Miami Vice. And you are watching it to see me. Yeah. And then they slowly started having more wedgied, you know, yeah. women yeah. running. And then it was an international sensation. I never, ever, I was the horniest little boy, whatever, how old I was, teenager when that came out. It was the most difficult show to... Yeah, to, because the plot was so bad. <laughs> and also because of what we're saying. It was always some mustached, male pattern, baldness guy yeah. running and, and saving. And I was like, what, it, what? And then just when you gave up, it would cut to like a bear thonged ass. And you're like, yeah. no, that, 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 <laughs> it, was my it should have been me. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this is the only thing I really wanted to say about Baywatch, although I love that we're talking about it. They're, they have an office. That is... Oh my God. Where they're wearing their bathing suits and like talking on the phone. They're on the phone. At papers. They're looking at papers. I was like, what does it say on that paper? Well, didn't I make a really good joke? You said, yeah, like what? Because it's just like surfs up on wearing, the paper. Yeah. He, was that it? He was reading mail or whatever. And you're like, like what mail is he looking at yeah. right now? It send just some says, mail down to the Baywatch uh, lifeguards. <laughs> office. Send it to their office, to the attention of David Hasselhoff. We're drowning. It was so yeah. You wrote a letter because you're drowning. That's the only acceptable mail. And they're hanging out, and we just bought this. This was the '90s, man. We were just like, of course they have an office. Yeah. Now, as as you know, knowing what I know about TV or just being older, I'm like, they have to have a central location where all the scenes can happen. But this is like where they they hang out and. I feel like they, and I don't know this for sure, but I feel like they drop the office later. I don't know. I will say that the first uh, American pornographic movie I saw, one of the first ones I saw, was called Babe Watch, and oh. they didn't get rid of the office. That was their <laughs> that was they their had key. The oh yeah, the office was was a big part of. No way, they were doing it in the office. <laughs> well, you don't want to do it on the beach. That's where you get those MPIs. But if you are, if you're renting, you didn't even care. MPI, micro oh my God. painful. Itch. Oh my God, that was that was, oh, that was clutch. That was very good. Yeah. Um, if you're renting Baywatch or whatever you did, Babe Watch, Babe Watch, you're like, okay, cool. I'm gonna get to see people doing it on the beach, not in an office. Well, I only saw these things. They, it was not mine, and it, w- it was my brother's. And uh, I, people who read my book know this, is that I would watch like five minutes of it, and then mm. the, in guilt, I would cut the tape. Oh. Because it, it was like, it was so, it was, it was exactly what we're talking about. It's warheads. It's all or nothing. It's like a candy's got to be so sour, and yeah. it kills me. And then no more candy. It's like yeah. no middle ground. So I, I would want it more than I wanted anything. I'd, I'd do my thing with it. I'd take the tape out. And in that, like, shame of, like, what am I doing? Mm. Like, I'm going to go to hell or whatever. I'd cut the tape. Mm. And so I couldn't watch it again. But, of course, I just, as soon as, you know, my reserves filled back up, I, I would tape the tape with tape. Oh. And then watch it 
Again, what? again, again. I just so cut brother, it so many times. I never thought about this because I did know that. Your brother was never like, hey, who cut my tape? That's that's the line in my book. I said, my brother never asked me why his pornos were playing like the Zabruder film. <laughs> like it's all jumpy and choppy. Anyway, so in the pilot of Baywatch, there's a guy who talks exactly like Trump. He's like the boss of the... He's, I think he's the manager of the office. Yeah. And he's like a recurring character. <laughs> and he started talking and I was like, Val... Who does this guy sound like? She didn't know, and I, I replayed it, and you got it right away. I'm going to play. I didn't know, it. by the way, because I was asleep. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, oh my god, th- could you hear that? Okay, I hope that came out okay. It is so. Like hearing it while not looking at him, it sounds even more like Trump. It was like Which you is, would have thought that was a rally. What's so fascinating? A little about better that. respect for the money. Like, yeah, it, it, bigger parties than I can't. Do did that. he watch Baywatch? Like, like this is real. Well, did he watch Baywatch and or, go, "This is the most popular show"? I, I'm going to model myself after one of the characters. He definitely watched Baywatch. He, yeah, he. Oh sure my god, it. that was his Tinder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and get me the girls from Baywatch. But I do think that maybe <laughs> I. Would would say it's the most likely thing is we thought that that like he has like the most unique voice but maybe that is just a type of guy like born like locationally and in yes. this time period yes. that's going to be what a guy sounds like that's that's I bet that guess. I would love a convention of all of the people they're not doing Trump impressions and they don't even know why they're there yeah. They can't. That's key for this convention. Uh, we're going to scour the country yeah. for people that just happen to be that guy, as you say. They all talk like Trump, uh, and we bring them under under the guise of a, of something else. Like this is about funnel cake, and they all come and <laughs> just talk to each other. Like this is the best funnel cake. I love this funnel cake, and then another one is like unbelievable funnel cake, <laughs> delicious. That's and they good. slowly they slowly put it together. Wait a minute. Wait. We're all that guy, and then, and then the fucking manager from Baywatch is there. I knew it. It's a setup. He's the host. <laughs> um, Need it. Or maybe that guy, the office manager, like loved Trump. Was really into Trump, and then. I don't, but that's my point. Is I don't know if Trump's like speech patterns. If you watch clips of Donald Trump, in uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up on Hulu. Uh, because because it's worth getting it off the computer speakers here. I think he's always sounded like this. No, he doesn't. Because the reason I know that is because uh, there was a clip of... Uh, here we go. Keep watching. This is right where we turned it off. There's a clip of Trump on like Oprah or something where he's saying, I found it almost immediately. You did. I found it. I can't believe I found that so quickly, oh you God. guys. That was unbelievable. This, so to be fair, this isn't the Oprah clip. This is the guy. No, again. no. The Oprah clip was Trump on Oprah. And they were like, if, would you run for president? And he was like, and he's talking way more normal. Mm. By the way, I think that's like a move. It's like Bill Clinton kind of talks like this, but you want to be unique. So it's like, you, however you're unique, you want to lean into it. Um. I think. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. Maybe he's just nuts. Here it is on better speakers because it's worth listening. And if you want to play along at home, this is uh, 19 minutes and 30 seconds into the pilot of Baywatch. Guys, we're doing it. 
Okay, I gotta turn the mic around and do it one more time. Oh, that wow. that this is just too fucking funny for me. Okay, here we go. 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 A little respect for the new lieutenant, please. This beach is gonna be much better than it ever was. More competitive, safer, and with a lot more and better parties. Am I right? <laughs> It's even, like, it's even like promissory in the way that he talks. Yep. It's He's like, like better parties and even more parties. Using euphemisms. And it's also like a run on It's a run on sentence. Like, yeah. There's a great YouTube channel called Nerd Writer. And they did a thing about how Donald Trump talks. And it's not partisan. It's not making fun of him or anything. They did the same thing for Bernie. Very, both of them very interesting uh, videos. Oh, yeah. And, and they, were, they were kind of pointing out how Trump will do these like... It just is engaging. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping aside from everything that he's saying. It's like yeah. the way that he... And one of the things we're going to do, we're going to... Like, yeah, uh, like, like that never guy. never stops talking. And never stops. And, and Bernie sort of does something similar, actually. Mm. I, I, I heard old T. Robbins talk about that, too. It's like, there's, there's things back to primates looking at photos. There's like patterns of sound that we just find compelling and and i do it all the time too as a, as a comedian as, as you want to go low you want to go high you want to change your speed you want to change your volume these are things that like this is how we sold snake oil back in the wild west mm-hmm. you'd be like listen up everybody with your now you like madam the auctioneer thing yeah i've always thought like you don't have to talk like that why do they talk like that it's 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 because nothing's happening a bunch of people with paddles are trying to buy a rug <laughs> And somebody's up there going like, something is happening, something is happening, this isn't it, this is exciting. And, blah, 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 blah. And, the, and that sound makes you feel, it's like, I think it activates like fight flight. Oh, <laughs> you're just like, I think I, I better bend. I, you're right. I bet there is something to keeping it fast, to being like. Makes you. It, yeah, it makes yeah. you like feel like it's going to pass, even though it's like for maybe for five minutes, they're going 500. Anybody hit 500? Yeah, going once, going twice. That, I mean, if I was like, do you want we do this all the time. Do you want what's in my hand? Nothing's in my hand. But I go, do you want it? Going once, going twice. Like, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, oh, I'll buy it. Like, yeah. yeah I'll it's, it. it's my bit. I was just thinking about this bit. Sometimes when I'm in LA and I'm doing stand-up, I'll talk about how on Sunset Boulevard at night, especially on Saturday nights, they have guys with those flashlights that have the cones on them. Mm-hmm. And they are so insistent. They're swinging the cones. They're like circling the cones and waving cars into this lot where it's like $40 to park. And I'm still two miles from where I'm going. But because they're like, come on, get a car, get a car, get a car, car, get a car, 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 get a car, get a car, 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 park, 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 I will have to fight the urge to turn into the lot because of yelling and lights. Yeah. And it doesn't really work that great as a bit, but I go, and that's why advertising works. That's Coca-Cola, 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 Coca-Cola. Beyonce's drinking a Coca-Cola. Yeah. Hey, I think it would be fun to just like randomly choose a moment in Baywatch. And do you still have that pulled up? Uh, yeah. If you think I'm not going to play that Trump guy one more time. Well, you're... but before you do that, <laughs> or you can do that. I guess. I, <laughs> no, I no. I feel like we're all we're, We've done it. Yeah. <laughs> done okay. It. Go uh, to a random moment. Just go to like any random moment and we'll listen for 10 seconds. And I guarantee it'll be ridiculous. 
I kind of want to find this guy again. Can I do that? I guess you're. This is verging on obsession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. It definitely is. Okay, here's David. We're, oh, we're just kind of. I just want to find a part that we haven't seen. Yeah. Okay, this randomly is a random part this. of Baywatch. The okay, pilot. the the lawyer slash. Stay here after it gets dark. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. Do you ever stay here when it when it gets dark? She's on the beach. Do you ever stay here after it gets dark? We need another play of that. Do you ever stay here after it gets dark? Let's hear what he has to say. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm too excited. Here it is. Here it is. Do you ever stay here after it gets dark? Sometimes. By yourself? Depends. So, do you have a girlfriend? Like, first of all, this girl is not my cup of tea. I don't say that just to make you feel better, but like, she's a babe. Yeah. She's Baywatch. It's on Baywatch. No girl. That's not true. Really? A lot of them look like they're made out of like horse legs. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like super like tendony and old and like fake. Everything's fake on them, well, and it's yeah. just like like a Frankenstein sex monster. That's what everybody was into. This them. girl, like, yeah, and I'm not old Holmesy, but like this girl is sort of like a natural beauty. Yes. And the point of saying that is the guy that's like sometimes, yeah, is like a he's dweeb. Da- he's Dana Carvey. He looks like Dana. I'm sorry, Dana. Is but lovely. this Dana's <laughs> lovely. But if I think Dana would be like, I'm dweebish in my appearance. Yes. I'm Garth for fuck's sake. Like yeah. they cast me because I sort of can look like a dweeb. Yeah. This guy is trying to be an American heartthrob and he looks like a dweeb. Yeah. And this 10 out of 10 natural babe is like for sniffing around going, you ever come out here at night? And he's oh, like, yeah. sometimes. And he's like, alone. Do you have a girlfriend? Depends. And also, then she's just like, well, fuck it. Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> also, they're like trying to show that this girl is kind of a bad girl. And in true 90s fashion, the only way they show that is one scene where she's smoking a cigarette. And you know if she's right. smoking a cigarette, she's like, uh-oh, is she trouble? And then she walks on the handrail of the pier. Oh, uh, right. And that's why she falls off. They think it's yeah. a suicide. Wait, do we love Baywatch? <laughs> okay, let's see how this goes. This guy is playing it cool. He looks like a fucking novelty eraser. He also does look... I guess he looks 10 years older than her, which... I wonder if that's where it's going. Is, do, you, do you think this scene is going... So this girl that he saved from the water is, like, flirting with him. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a chance that he's going to be like, look, he's going to say honey or something. Yeah. I'm way too old for you. You have some sort of, like, I saved you, so you're confusing your yeah. feelings. Yeah. Or do you think he's just going to make out with her? I'm going to guess that he's going to resist in some way that's not as deep as what you're proposing. But I, it's going to be, like, not explained that well. He's just going to be like, I don't, I don't, you know, date people that I rescue or some kind oh of my God. dumb rule that's Let, not. Let's take a listen. I just turned my mic around so we can listen. A wife. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I did not see that coming. He is and What's she's, of she course, disappointed. Say? She looks like Kate Winslet. Mm, yeah, kind of. Oh. 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 What's her name? We've just crossed the line. If that's if anybody likes film, we've just shot to the other side of the sky. Gina! Let me guess. You saved her life and she fell in love with you. No. 
No, those infatuations burn out real fast. I was cross-examiner in court in New York. The one witness I couldn't trip up or pin down, so I married her. Oh, she's she's climbing on the... Yeah, that's scary music as she started to climb on the railings again, which is... How... Is this... Is this boring? I don't know. I, I don't I'm know. loving it, you but like... You can't see it. It's probably boring. Look... I don't, I'm not like, oh, Val, you had a bad idea. I'm loving this and we'll do it for infinity. <laughs> and I don't know. I will, no, no, no. To, I, to, to fold people in, what? I was going to say, I didn't want to watch it this long. Oh, okay. We, we no, no, no. I think you, you had a great idea. And I wanted to point out that the music cues in Baywatch, oh, like, yeah. they'd just be like eerie music for no so I've been like really missing and loving the '90s lately, and like we we started to watch Beanie Mania, and um, they're just it was 90s. just so simple where it was like, don't worry, we'll tell you how to feel this scary music, and you're like, oh, oh, something's gonna happen. Yeah. I just, it was like so simple. And you know what earmarks the 2000s? What? Uh, and into the 2010s. Uh, it's a, it's, we're in the car, it's a movie, we're in the car and they're backing out of the driveway and there's no tell and they're hit by a car. Like oh there's a collision. God, yes. You see that so much I now and that. it used to be in the nineties yeah. uh, to your point that if something bad was going to happen, they'd be backing out of the driveway. It would cut to the street where you'd see the car, coming. the speeding car. Yes. You might even go in that car and hear them arguing and be like, Oh no. Oh They're no. Oh no. Yeah. And then they'd go to commercial break. Uh-huh. You have three minutes of Arby's commercials to talk about. Do you think they're going to be okay? It would come back. It would rewind 15 seconds. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> then they'd hit and you'd have all of this time to process it. And now shows are just like Fuck you, dude. Fuck your nervous system, You don't dude. know what's happening here, dude. Yeah. I'm Jack Reacher and I don't dance. Well, it's because we've had to one-up and one-up and one-up and one-up until now we're just like into insanity. Yeah. Like, totally. And that's what, I don't know what Squid Game is, but I'm imagining it's the next step. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I only picture someone opening a closet door and it's filled with squids. <laughs> that's what I think it is. I, I don't know. I Obviously, I can't tell you. We've done well. We've had no deep thoughts. No deep thoughts. We've talked about warheads. We've talked about well. I oh, thank Baywatch. you. I, I was going to really say that's what thoughts. scotch is. I used to have a joke about that. Like a man, I obviously a man can drink a cosmopolitan. That was part of my joke. Mm-hmm. Was I love cosmopolitans? Mm-hmm. It's a, like <laughs> I guess this is not okay to say, but it's like it's the thing I envy the most about gay men. Uh, yeah. It's not the this whatever the lifestyle or the fun. It's the they're, cocktails. It's just the cocktails yeah. that they that they're drinking uh, that doesn't diminish or, or change their perception of masculinity. You know, there's like very macho dudes, but in the do you see what I'm it, saying? Yes, but if I went on a first date with you and didn't know you at all, and you ordered a Cosmo, and and knowing you, you would have been like, you would be like. I know this is like a weird drink order, but I just like love the taste of these things. I would think that was so endearing. This is, we've done it. I smell it. This is ingredient number two. In the pilot. Of our pilot. You're right. He he has good sex, but he wasn't very present. Mm-hmm. And he is available and hears that. Mm-hmm. And he orders Cosmopolitans and he loves them. Yeah. But my joke was they look like bikini bottoms. Mm-hmm. Like that triangle of yeah. pink. Uh-huh. 
so there's something sort of vaginal happening. Sure. A triangle of pink is also just kind of like a vagina, uh-huh. a little little lady, little lady yone. <laughs> and you have to hold it by a stem. The reason for that is so you don't heat it with your hand, but you hold it by the stem. It's not a very mask. It's delicate. Yeah. You're letting the glass tickle you. Yeah. You now have to walk differently because you're holding a dainty drink by its stem. You don't want it to spill. That's right. And it spills very easily. This is vulnerability in a glass. That's true. Because it's vodka and cranberry juice. If cranberry juice was black, like if cranberries were black, a vodka cranberry would be the the drink of John Malkovich. You know what I mean? Like it would be like an intense vodka, vodka a vodka cranberry. A I can't vo- I can't quite do it. A vodka cranberry. I would like a vodka cranberry. Do. Do, oh, oh, this is the one word I can kind of say like John Malkovich. Can't wait. <laughs> I haven't done it in years though. D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan. <laughs> I need to get to D'Artagnan. I can't I do it either. I think Hey. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was good. You, mine. I was saying mine wasn't good. But you said I can't do it either. <laughs> no, I said I started to say I can't do it today. Oh, there are other times I have pulled off a Malkovich. <laughs> but anyway, it's because it's pink. Uh, I want the guy drinking. Oh, I love Cosmos. Oh, uh, my point is the joke. The end of the joke would go. That's why men feel the need to drink scotch. Nobody likes scotch. Yeah. Um, you, it tastes like a burned down log cabin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's horrible. It's so horrible. Uh, I, I, I say that and I'm like, I'm aware of a part of me that liked the taste of scotch. People like smoky, like they like mezcal. I, but I like pain. Like I, you know, I, you know, I, like that was it. Like what I, part of what I liked about it was the warhead of it was the endurance yeah. of it. But yeah. then you're also now we're back to warhead candies is it social posturing? The, the line in the joke I would uh, use is, I can drink this poison mm-hmm. and still, uh, I would say, and still fuck you. Like, yeah. because this should kill me and it doesn't. And this is, I've made this point a million times, but Shane Moss told me that testosterone is also a poison and high amounts of testosterone kills you. Mm. So signs of testosterone, which is Jason Statham style bald, Jason Statham Statham style chest hair. (laughs) Jason Statham Statham style. style. Well, he's a very high T looking motherfucker. He's got that, a jawline is a sign, like a, 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 you know, like a protracted Mm -hmm. L shaped jawline is a sign, is an indicator that you have a lot of testosterone. Testosterone is a poison you are alive, you have poison in your blood, you have what my dad would call good stock. Like you're not like, <laughs> you're not going to die if you get a little bit of poison in you. Mm. So, <laughs> so too Branna's for me now. <laughs> so too Cosmos. Scotch. W- Scotch is saying I can ingest poison and die. So too warheads. Mm-hmm. So too cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So too motorcycles. <laughs> I love so, so too. So too. Like that is, and so too me being like, I like we were doing a table read for how we roll today. And I just, I, one of the things about being around people all the time, which I, I I'm really loving it, but you do get a look at yourself mm. and you're, I, I, I get a little embarrassed. Like I did a pass on this new script mm-hmm. and, but we did the table read, but the jokes I submitted got in too late. So they weren't in the table read draft. And then I just say like, <laughs> I, I did a pass. I can't wait for you to see the jokes. I'm just, I'm just drinking scotch. I'm yeah. just going like, 
uh, over the weekend, uh, I wasn't just relaxing. I actually, they asked me to, you know, do a pass and I did it. And, and you, you couch it in, I can't wait for you to see it yeah. because that's socially acceptable. But really, if we were all just saying what we're, what we're saying, yeah. I would be like, I'm important and special and, and oh I'm God. important and special. Well, you're having this. I, and I really wonder. And that's I, not bad, by the way. It's okay. Yeah. What I'm, I'm I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I just don't I, want people to think I'm being too hard on myself. Yeah, no. I wonder if after you're done shooting the show, if it'll be harder for you to not be in uh, on social media because you're getting that all out in real life right now by everyday performing and right. getting that. And I am noticing that I'm on social media so I'm posting so much more because I'm just home alone. And I'm like... It so was home sweet home alone. But yes, I, I am in home sweet home alone because I'm important and I'm special. <laughs> but I'm just... Yeah, I'm by myself. And so I'm like constantly just like uh, external validation. And it is embarrassing. All the posts really... I was thinking today because I posted a video of me singing. I was like, it's so embarrassing to post because you're like, I want you to see me do this. Yeah. Do you think I'm good at this? Do you think I'm pretty in this? Do you think I'm funny in this? Buddy, you're only, you're just doing what I was hoping you would do. You're just being honest about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you post a video and you have a haircut. I don't mean you. I mean me. Yeah. Oh. Or like in the pandemic when my hair was long, mm. I would just read the comments for someone to be like, you looks great with the long hair, babe. Yeah. And you know what? Again, I know I can be kind of hard on all this stuff, but it just seems to be and is, and it's okay part of being alive is going like, I think I'm worthy of love. Yeah. And the beautiful, the most beautiful people are the people that find the balance of looking for it and giving it. Yeah. So Taj, Taj Maori, who's on the show, is always the one that like, just he'll go like, Pete. Oh. And that's exactly what I want. Yeah. I just want someone to go, Pete. I just want to. He'll just give you one little sign, like I see. I you. see you. I hear. I he's hear the you. best at it, and yeah, everybody loves so him. Cute. Everybody loves him, be, be, yeah. and he's very because I think it is. You're sending out a signal on that little, uh, you know, navy style green circle screen, mm -hmm. and you just go, Bing. You yeah. just exist. Yeah, that is what we're all doing. Is is do you see me? Do you see me? And it's in our own ways, and it's just nice to have things even social media which obviously has so many uh downsides there is like the the feature of liking something or seeing who's writing reading or watching your stories um you can i don't know it's just like a little bit of like hey do you see me yeah we see you well i i totally hear you i don't mean to vilify it as i always do but i do think it's the ac acquisition of something identified as a human need yeah. and then commodi commodified sure. in the same way that breathing is a human need and they, they invented vaping. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's, it's a similar, but I do, but vaping is like only bad for your lungs. And I do think that, no, I know what you mean. There's some people that are in the hospital or, or they're lonely or whatever. And, and all they have is social media. I know it helped us through quarantine yeah. in a big way. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, before we get out of here, I was going to ask you if you have a, a good, either good being like a sweet or a funny or a sad even Valentine's, Valentine's? Day story. That's great. Well, 
I, I, I'll go first because mine won't be good. Uh, and I'd love to hear yours. I just, my whole life, I just got from my family that holidays are bullshit Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't, and they're just trouble. And we've talked about this before, but Valentine's day was definitely one of those, like it's, it, it means the restaurants are going to be full. I'm sure I say this every year, but it's my one Valentine's day fact is that four times the bottle of wine, four X of the usual number of bottles of wine that are sent back in a restaurant on Valentine's day. So it's this like juiced up four times more, four times more. Thank you. Are sent. So let's say on a normal night, two times a night, someone will send back a bottle of wine in a big wine restaurant on Valentine's day. It's going to be eight times. Yeah. Eight. So because people are posturing and it's, it's very juiced up and it's all of this stuff that really, if you're a sensitive person like me, I'm like, why are we acting this way? This is so uncomfortable to me. Mm. And uh, anyway, that being said, so I would avoid things like New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day and Halloween. And those were just never great for me. But my first date was on Valentine's Day. Aww. My first ever date. I'm just realizing as you asked. And um, I, I, I won't say her name in case it's embarrassing to her. But it was in high school. It was a young woman who I was really obsessed with wrote songs and poems and all these mm-hmm. things. She never heard or saw any of it. Uh, I, I don't know if I really wrote songs, but I, w- I was like in my dead poet society thing. And I was just mm-hmm. like really into this person. Still know her phone number by heart. Oh, cute. Um, and we went out on, on Valentine's Day. And the only thing I remember, Valerie, was uh, I was obviously very excited. I could walk to her house. And then we walked to Lexington Center and we had dinner at Bertucci's, mm. which is an East Coast, like one of the first fancy pizza places mm-hmm. that put a black olive in the middle of the pizza. That was their like trademark. Cute. And we went and it was probably like 6.30 or 7, just two. Ju- I was a junior. I think I was a junior and she was a, uh, a sophomore or maybe I was a senior. I think I was a senior actually. Mm. The only thing I remember is, <laughs> and she was a feminist. Like sort of a known feminist and a known uh, advocate for abstinence, which oh. people like would tease me about. And I'm like, I'm the leader of Mustard Seeds Christian Fellowship, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure part of the appeal is that she knows I'm not yeah. going to be doing that. So we go on this date. I don't remember anything about it except, of course, I do recall it being stiff. I remember where we sat. Mm. Um, and I remember being uncomfortable And when the bill came, all I knew about a date was that you paid. So that was, that was the only thing I knew. Yeah. It's like saying sorry for your loss at a funeral. It's the only moment you have to be like, I know what to do here. I say, sorry for your loss. In this, I was like, I pay for the bill. Mm. But looking back, she, she was a feminist. Like it was probably a better move to order a Cosmo and, and, Ask her, at least say, do, would you mind if I, I would like to pay for this? Mm-hmm. I slapped the bill. <laughs> I slapped it and it was loud. Oh my like they God. dropped it, not in a leather book, in like one of those plastic trays. And I slapped it like, <laughs> this is mine. I got this. And she didn't stop me or, or say anything. Yeah. But I remember going like, oh, I'm so fucking weird. And there was no, there was no smooch or nothing. But another time, so we went out on that day. This is the same girl that came by the movie theater that I worked at 
and asked me if I wanted to join her and her friends because they were going to like Chili's or something. Mm-hmm. So they pulled over and she came in where I was working. Oh this is my God. whole like I never knew people like me. And she said, and the rush had already happened. Everyone was watching the movie. The only thing that was left was like to sweep up the popcorn and stuff. By the way, this is what uh, another thing that I miss about the 90s and just like childhood in general, although I, I bet it's different and different experience for kids now is like, if you have a crush on someone, you're seeing them like every, maybe once a week or something. Yeah. Like, and your, inter- it's exciting. your interactions with them are so scarce. Precious. And like, just those times when you're like, bored and you're thinking about the person you have a crush on you're like god what if they like walked in right now and you had this happen it did happen i was thinking about her all the time no cell phones no social media no way she just existed what is she doing right now exactly is she thinking about me yeah it's like the definition of romance i'm thinking about her is she thinking about me i love these crushes she came do you know the story she came into the movie theater Mm -hmm, i do and she said do you want to come with us and i said like I said it like, oh, what are you nuts? I was like, I'm at work. <laughs> like, I was like, this job. I'm at have, work. I, you have multiple stories of taking this job way too I do. seriously. It was my first job. And I was like, it's my job. Like yeah. I'm I'm being paid $6 total mm-hmm. to work here all night. Yeah. I have to say here. And then maybe everyone's heard the story too, but she left <laughs> rightly confused <laughs> and probably kind of dejected. <laughs> And my manager was like, you could have gone. I I would have had that. That's your crush. Like your crush came by. So anyway, we had this date. I think it was probably after or maybe before uh, around the same time as the movie theater thing. And then one night I just had, she worked at Steve's ice cream and I went by Steve's ice cream. And this was like a random Thursday. Talk about the nineties. I probably had left uh, Mustard Seeds, the Christian Fellowship Group, walked to the center. It's like 8, 8.30 at night, dark, very sleepy town, alone. Just one of these great, like I'm thinking about it and I feel so fond. Before Pete had his sauna and his cold plunge and all of his like, all I had was walking and I loved it. Mm. And I stopped by, like a fucking John Updike story, I stopped Mm. by Steve's Ice Cream just on the chance that she was working. She was. I remember thinking it was so cool that she was the only one there. She was closing. Mm -hmm. And that she was mixing up um, ice cream on a cold stone. Like she was making... Before cold stone, too. Yes. So they put a pint of vanilla ice cream on the thing and Mm -hmm. she's chopping M&Ms into it and then resealing it. I had never seen that. And I'm standing there like the narrator in a story. Like I'm very quiet Mm -hmm. and just kind of watching her do this. It's dark. Have you said... Hello at this point? Oh, we're, we're, okay. I came in and, <laughs> okay. yeah, when she did that, I had already come in and oh, she was okay. like, oh, she was so nice. Yeah. She was never cold or, 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 you know, even though she was like this beautiful, special girl to me, she she didn't make me feel less mm-hmm. than her. She was a very nice person. Mm-hmm. So she made the ice cream and, and I'm just hanging out with her. And then we went in the back uh, 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 where her car was. I was just going to walk home. And she said goodnight, and she kissed me on the cheek. Oh. And it was like a, like a light, like a light goodbye kiss, like a friend kiss, really. Yeah. And I, I think I've told this story before, but I walked home and like really, really, really felt like my feet weren't touching the ground. Like yeah. I felt like, like just, I was made of light. Oh. 
Everything worked out my way. It's what I was always wanting. I didn't want juiced up parties. I didn't want uh, loud dances and all the things you were, all the things that were on offer, prom and mixers and parties. It wasn't for me. I wanted to walk in my billowing khakis <laughs> to a, a, a quiet ice cream shop where we can hear each other and and I can watch her make ice cream and and, and then an unexpected peck oh that meant God. so much to me. Of I, course. Now my life is so by my own design. You and I go to quiet restaurants and I, I hate Saturday night. I hate other cars base. I hate other cars vape. We were in the car in traffic on our way to Largo and someone took a selfie with us in the background. I was just like, <laughs> it's just too much energy for a sensitive person. Yeah. So those little moments yeah. of like in between the movies at the flick of quiet. I just like wanted analog it. Analog moments. It's all it's all I want. Even though my life is kind of like, you know, show busy fancy, yeah. like I live for like little small short story, mm-hmm. lowercase lo-fi, but high intensely alive, mm-hmm. but not and then Sugar Ray walked in and I got him to sign my arm and I had it tattooed the next morning yeah. and that's how I met Priscilla. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I've never wanted that. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. I'm so glad I asked. Valentine's. I really... Thank you for asking. It was very generous. Yeah. What's yours? Well, I, I have... I'm sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> oh yeah, we're out of time. Sorry, my chair is squeaking. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I hate it. Are we sure that's it? This not a mouse? It sounds like a mouse. Um, I loved Valentine's Day before I met you. <laughs> yeah, Which I'm not is, fun. No, I'm, I'm fun in the ways that I'm fun. But like one yes. of the things you got to kind of check at the gate is is like, do you want to go to Knott's Berry Farm? <laughs> I I don't know. I, that was my guess at what I fun is. I truly haven't missed it. Like we don't celebrate it, and I and I haven't missed it because we are so romantic all the time. But nice. for you, I really loved it because I've always been just like the most romantic person. Like, and even as a kid, I was so obsessed with the idea of like being in love and having a boyfriend, and and so the first Valentine's Day I remember was. Um, when I was 10, I had a little boyfriend named Alan Rennick. Yeah, that's weird. Sorry, we're at Alan Rennick. Yeah. Uh, we just had technical difficulties. Oh, shit. Okay, okay we're still having technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, I think we figured it out. I don't think we did. No? Why? It looks You're like still I'm... just coming off my mic. Oh. I did all this work to make a two-mic setup, and this whole time it's been recording off just my mic. Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch. Okay, um, you can record out this mic, though. I'm sorry. You're very disappointed. I just worked really hard. Yeah, you did. I, I know. I know you did. No, I said that as a fake wine. <laughs> Keep going. I, worked, I did my best. I did my best. Um, so Alan Rinnick was my boyfriend when I was 10 years old. Hmm. And we got to go on a date that was like in hindsight of course my mom just thought that this was the cutest thing and if Leela ever wanted to do this we would be exactly the same way cuz like she helped me get re- we like got ready together 
And she was kind of playing up the like, your first date, which later it was like when I was like 14 and wanted to date, she was like, you can't date till you're 16. But mm. because I was a child, it was, you know, still kind of cute. So we got to go to Sorello's in Bakersfield, which was one of my favorite restaurants. It was an Italian restaurant. And her, his parents and my parents came like they went on like a double date but we got to sit at our own table and I was so nervous. And I remember still that he gave me a little box of chocolates and he gave me um, like a bug that had looked like a ladybug, but it was like hearts instead of polka dots. And it was like a love bug and it would sing this. I can't remember what song, but it was like vibrate and sing a song. This is so like a musical. It's like, and he gave me a bug. It was a love bug and (laughs) sang this haunting little song. (laughs) And I never forgot that song. And it comes back and later you're in a scene with a boy and then like a woman comes in the background and she's She's not... She's humming it? She's not lit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no spotlight on her. And she goes... (laughs) And this is just like the date is like just... It's all... The stage is black, but it's like just lit by like the candle at the table of the date. Yes. You understand clearly <laughs> um and i remember being so excited see i um, unlike you i was always like unlike you were ra- you know raised to be i loved new year's because it was like you get a kiss like it was all the romantic the romance of every holiday mm-hmm. so any holiday even like fourth of july i would think about like you watch fireworks and then you kiss like i would yeah, figure out yeah, yeah. why it was romantic mistletoe i was all about kisses oh my god um so i just really i remember being so nervous and so excited about valentine's day and then and it was fine but he was 10. <laughs> he was such a sweet kid. He's exactly he's exactly the kind of kid you would want your kid your 10-year-old to you know be dating or whatever yeah. because he was so quiet and he had little glasses and he was so sweet and um I just remember really carrying the conversation <laughs> and just trying to think of ways to get him to talk to me because it was so he was so quiet and you're just sitting alone. But I always had that love bug. <laughs> that is so funny. I wonder what the girl in mine if she she was probably like, How do I get this guy to shut up? I was probably clammy and yeah, but yours is like a real romantic comedy. Like the fact that you worked at a movie theater and she worked at an ice cream shop couldn't yeah, be you're better. Right. It was and they were so across perfect. the street from each other. Yeah. And she definitely was into you. If she gave you a kiss and she went on a date with you and she tried to hang out with you. Well, I've said this before, but then we went to my prom and there was only three slow songs at my prom. They were trying to keep us from being all horny. Yeah. And one of the slow songs, I jumped up to look for her because they were playing all these fast songs. I didn't know how to dance to those. They played a slow song. I jumped up and I found her. I still remember it so vividly, happily going into the arms of this other guy who was a friend of hers, which was okay. I was just embarrassed because I had jumped up. Yeah. And they're married now. <laughs> oh, they are. <laughs> That's romantic too. <laughs> I loved your story and I love it. I love how I'm so glad you're not like me. If you were like me and you were like, Valentine's Day, juiced up. What do I want to? 
fight for a table at Maggiano's. Um, I wouldn't like it. I, yeah. I, I think I'm whatever. I think how I feel is valid, mm-hmm. but I don't need any more of what I bring to this household. <laughs> I was just remembering that I used to, when I was a kid, obviously before I had um, any kind of kiss or before I even had held hands, which Alan Rinnick was the first boy that I held hands with. Mm-hmm. I was so worried about how sweaty my hands were. Um, but I would, obviously I think a lot of people did this, but I used to like kiss the part of my arm. That's like, how do I explain this part of your arm? Like my thumb, my lower thumb between my thumb and wrist, Mm. I would kiss that part to see like what it would feel like to kiss me. Mm. And then I would, (laughs) how do you explain this? I would try to figure out how it would feel to hold my hand, but I would do it like this because it's, like you're, my crossing twi- my arms, crossing twisting arm. my arms. and Because if you do it like that, you're like, that's not right. Cause yeah. It's somebody else's arm. So I twisted my arms. Like, that's you how accurate so cute. I wanted to be like, what does it feel like to hold my hand? Is it cool? Yeah. I remember <laughs> practicing kissing in the mirror, but that's where I came up with my joke. Oh, no tongue. And you know how you can fold down your lower lip and then stick your tongue out and up like uh-huh. it's a big lip? I'd go, I just came up with that bit. I was like, how funny would it be if I was like, let's kiss, no tongue, no tongue, and then you do that? Um, so we had different uh, approaches. I was thinking... F- do you have a poem? Yeah, I was thinking... I mean, it's a little cliche, but because I am... Um, romance? Romance. I thought we could read that E.E. E. Cummings, the, like, your heart one, you know? No, I don't know that one. Oh, well, great. But I look forward to knowing it. Okay. I'll fix the mic setup for next time. All that effort. I'm sorry. Valentine's Day's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Uh, it's opening in an Etsy. I just clicked on an image of it. Okay, here we go. I carry your heart with me. I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. I am never without it. Anywhere I go, you go, my dear. Um, and whatever is done by only me is your doing, my darling. I fear no fate, for you are my fate, my sweet. I want no world, for beautiful, for beautiful, you are my world, my true. And it's you, and it's you are whatever a moon has always meant, and whatever a sun will always sing is you. Here is the deepest secret nobody knows. Here is the root of the root and the bud of the bud and the sky of the sky of a tree called life, which grows high. (laughs) Sorry. What? I'm sorry. I'm just getting the giggles. Okay. (laughs) It's like these old poems are hard to read. Okay. But it is beautiful. Okay. We yeah. usually read poems by Rumi. It's way older, isn't it? I know, but I guess they're simpler. This is like, is the sky, is the sky of the sky. Okay, he's going to say the tree of the tree. And you're like, no, the tree called life. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which grows higher than soul can hope or mind can hide. And this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. 
Very cute. I've never heard that one. Oh, it's a real good one. I still haven't, technically. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I botched it. You, you Amazon botched, botched it. Bosk, Bosco. <laughs> okay, oh God, a show. Uh, let's just edit the ending a little bit. <laughs> no way, I loved it. Well, happy Valentine's, everybody. Happy, happy Valentine's. Valentine's. Uh, keep it. Let's, we always do a long singy one. Let's oh. do a fast one. One, two, three. Keep, keep it crazy.